and welcome to The Catholic Journey. This is Deacon Pat coming to you from the woodlands just north of Houston in Texas. Well, this is a special episode I'm sharing with you today. If you've been following uh, The Catholic Journey, you've noticed that we're doing a daily kind of focus on the program 100 Days to Freedom. And each day I'm sharing a different chapter with the th- or at least the theme of the day from the chapter from the program. But uh, I have a special message uh, that I'd like to share with everybody today, and it really has to do with uh, marriage. And uh, this coming Sunday is, is World Marriage Day, and I think it's a topic that so many of us can uh, probably benefit from, that I know that many of us are married, many of us were married, many of us want to become married, and it's just a big part of our society. So let me jump right in, and this has to do with uh, the gospel um, that I'm going to be sharing at all the Masses this weekend at St. Simon and Jude. So here goes. Today's gospel reading from St. Luke is the companion to a very similar one from St. Matthew known as the Sermon on the Mount, which contains the Beatitudes. Many have claimed that it to be the greatest of all sermons. In the gospel, after identifying that they came upon level ground with a great number of disciples and with a large crowd of people, St. Luke writes that Jesus proclaimed, Blessed are you who are poor, for the kingdom of God is yours. Well, right off the bat, how confusing is that? How are the poor blessed? He gives no further explanation and then goes on to state something similar about the hungry, the weeping, and those persecuted. I understand that St. Luke was writing his account for an entirely different set of people than St. Matthew, but thank goodness for St. Matthew's recount of the day. St. Matthew also writes that Jesus stated, Blessed are the poor, but he also adds, In spirit. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Now we are getting somewhere. I was once told that the poor in spirit can be looked upon as someone who realizes that they are missing something and also has a desire to gain what they do not have. So someone who is poor in spirit is someone who realizes that their relationship with God or with Christ is lacking, and they also possess a desire in their heart to grow that relationship. It is in that understanding of the lack of closeness and their desire to rectify the situation that their true blessing comes about. Because not knowing that you are lacking something or having no desire to do anything about it, both bring you to the same place, nowhere. But knowing that there is more out there that could be had and knowing that we can do something about it can be a catalyst to a lifelong journey towards happiness. We can commit to building and growing that relationship. We can pray more regularly and more fervently. We can embrace the sacraments more devoutly, especially confession and reconciliation. We can study the faith more. We can read about God's heroes, the saints, and see how they were able to grow so close to God. We can put our talents and gifts to use in serving others. And we can ask our Mother Mary to help us with her intercession, praying the rosary and participating in novenas. We can truly prepare ourselves for Mass each week by pre-reading the scriptures, praying before Mass, and worthily receiving Jesus Christ in the Most Holy Eucharist. We can listen intently to the scriptures being read, the gospel proclaimed, and to the homilies with an open heart, and desiring to have the Word of God change us. We can desire the Holy Eucharist to transform us. 
We can seek to hear God's voice in the quiet of our hearts and in the encounters of our lives. We can also seek to not only improve our relationship with God, but with others as well, especially those within the body of Christ, our Catholic and Christian family. And speaking of relationships, this ties in nicely to National Marriage Week and tomorrow, Sunday, as World Marriage Day. Did you know that it has been said that the closest thing we have here on earth that represents the love and relationship that God has for us is represented in the love that a man has for his wife and that they hold for each other, especially in the union and sacrament of holy marriage. That relationship of unconditional love, generosity, forgiveness, courage, hope, and mercy, and so much more. The same message holds true in the message from Blessed are the poor in spirit, as in Blessed are those in marriage, who know that there could and should be more, and that they desire it. I don't know about you, but I've yet to find the perfect marriage. I have seen some pretty good ones, but perfect? No. I've also seen some pretty struggling and even toxic marriages. Yet a marriage that has within it a realization that it could be more, that it could be better, that it could be healthier, and could be more loving, and having the desire to make it so is truly a blessing. There are many ways to help a marriage. One can just begin to be nicer to the other person, trying to see things from their perspective, forgetting about who is doing more for the other, communicating more directly and not assuming things, and praying together would be a great start. I can remember quite a few years ago when a young man came to me for spiritual direction. He stated that he was getting angrier and angrier with his wife, and that she was doing less and less for him. The marriage was falling apart. He shared that he kept track of the nice things that he did for her, and he counted how many times she did things for him, and the amounts he claimed didn't match. After another 20 minutes of further sharing, I posed this question to the young man. What do you think would happen if you stopped counting and comparing, and for the next 30 days just focused on serving your wife in a selfless and sacrificial way, and ask for and expect nothing in return. At first he looked at me as if I was crazy, but something must have sparked within him, probably God's grace. He threw his arms up in a semi-defeated way and said, I have no idea what that would do, but what do I have to lose? I'll do it. Thirty days later he returned. He looked different. He looked relaxed and peaceful. We sat down and he stated, I didn't really think it was going to work, but I did as you suggested. I not only did the things she asked of me, but I looked for things to do for her without her asking. I also was just nice to her. I didn't expect anything back. I think at first she thought I was sick or something, but she liked it. It took about a week and my tendency to track favors disappeared. I just kept telling myself, I am here to serve you as a good and faithful husband. He then paused for a moment, tried to catch his breath, and tears began to roll down his face. Now mind you, this was a rough and tough guy, a manly man, not a sissy boy. These were life-changing tears. After a few moments, he regained composure and said, I have never been closer to my wife than I am now.
I don't count favors anymore. And would you believe it? She probably does more nice things for me and my happiness now than ever before. She probably always did. I was such a jerk. I saw him a few more times over the next few months. We focused more on his prayer life than his marriage since there didn't seem to be a need. And each time he stated a similar statement. I am happier now than I have ever been. This was clearly a success story and God's grace helped a man who knew he wanted something more in his marital relationship and was willing to do something about it. There are other ways to get help other than spiritual direction. There are marriage retreats, marriage encounters, and workshops. We are even preparing to offer a marital workshop called Enrich later this year in our parish. This is something every married couple could benefit from, and my wife and I are truly looking forward to it. There are also great podcasts and videos, and there are many good books for advice and guidance. You might be amazed at what just a little effort could do. However, sometimes it will take more than just effort. Regrettably, some relationships and situations are more severe and serious than others. And although good spiritual direction is always helpful, it is not the same as professional counseling. We are very lucky to have on our parish campus Rejoice Counseling, Catholic counselors that can provide professional help. You can schedule appointments either together or individually. And if cost is a concern, I am told that they will work with you on that. Additionally, our Archdiocese offers on their website an online course called Breakthrough, which is a series of videos the couples can watch together or separately to better understand their conflict triggers, how to process resentment, and tap into their natural ability for forgiveness and joy. There is also Retrovi, a weekend retreat known as a lifeline for married couples in serious trouble. I have heard over and over how helpful and effective the Retrovi retreat and program has been for so many who had just about lost all hope. There are so many resources out there to help. One just needs to seek, ask, and act. You might be wondering what is the message that we can take away from today's readings, and especially from the Gospel. While returning to those first few words, blessed are the poor, those beautifully simple but powerful words, gives tremendous hope for those of us who deeply desire a better relationship with God, our spouse, our children, and anyone else important to us. Those beautiful words also give us great assurance that there can be a better tomorrow. Yes, we might just be temporarily poor in spirit, or maybe even in marriage, but we are surely blessed, and we can begin our journey today toward a life of growing happiness, peace, and joy. Blessed are we who are poor, for the kingdom of God is ours. Well, thank you for taking a few minutes to listen to that message. I hope you have a beautifully strong, healthy, and holy marriage. But if you're like many of us, the marriage can always be better. So let's really think about our marriage. Think about how we could make it better. Think about what resources are available out there and what we can do to make our marriage even stronger, healthier, and more holy. Well, God bless you. This is Deacon Pat coming from The Catholic Journey. Have a wonderful day. God bless.